I get fly for it I know that it's coming, I just hope that I'm alive for it I want the money, money in the cars, the cars in the clothes The hoes, I suppose I just wanna be, I just wanna be successful We all wanna be successful Yeah, obviously Who doesn't? There are some members who we're going to talk about in this podcast who want to be very successful. Maybe not in one sport, but in two, or I don't even know anymore. But anyways, uh, this is the Last Word Podcast. I am Angela Lippa. I'm Steve Artabello. And wherever you're listening, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Anchor, wherever you get your podcast, we appreciate you listening. If you haven't subscribed already, please do so. It's a very easy click of a button. We release these weekly. We're a little late again this week due to weather here in the 6, the 6 being Toronto, for those who might not know or don't listen to Drake. Uh, that was successful. We in Atlanta. It's not Ward 6. Yeah. But that was so far gone. That was all out. so far gone. <laughs> He's out for now. Maybe deported again. Who knows? I don't even know. In case, in case you didn't know, it was 10-year anniversary. Yeah. So far gone. Long time ago. Yeah. Drizzy with no hair. Well, he had a little bit of hair, but no beard. Yeah, it was, now yeah, he's exactly. got a beard. Now he's got a beard. But anyways, uh, lots to talk about uh, on this podcast. We're going to start off with something that we <laughs> we may have omitted. We might have omitted last week by mistake. It wasn't on purpose. We just sort of dove so far into some topics that we had forgotten about this. But uh, a trade had occurred last week that we meant to talk about, and there was the trade of Kristaps uh, Porzingis from the New York Knicks to the Dallas Mavericks to pair him with Luka Doncic. Who I've been saying this entire time. So it's even before the season started, mm-hmm. I've been on the Luka Doncic as a generational player mm-hmm. and an absolute star mm-hmm. train. And oh man, he's been better than I even thought yeah, he was going to he, be. He's running away. He's going to win Rookie of the Year. I, I I can hang my hat on it. I can bet the house. Yeah, I'll he's, put the car on it. I'll he's do basically everything. doing everything Ben Simmons was doing last year. Mm-hmm. Just shooter. shoot. He's a better shooter. A better shooter. He he's an like he is a very good. Sh- His step back threes are ridiculous. Well, did you hear what he said about how easy it is to score in the NBA yeah. as opposed to like it's easier to score in Europe? Europe. Yeah, it's easier to score in the NBA than it yeah, was in Europe, which is insanity. But the kid's averaging twenty point seven fucking points a game, seven uh, rebounds, five point six assists. He's basically a 6'8 yeah. point guard. Shooting 43% from the field, 34 from three-point land. Field uh, Free throws he'll get up. He's By the way, 72. he's 19 yeah. years old. And now you get to pair that with 7'3", Chris Stapps-Porzingis, who's the unicorn. And I know everyone was saying this, but it's like Steve Nash and Dirk 2.0. Yeah. And it's in ironically in Dallas of I all, know. Uh, again of all places to reset them back up. Yeah, like just you talk about the perfect perfect combination of things happening. But this move, I'll start off with the move for the Knicks. This is basically a move that they're loading up for this upcoming summer. Oh yeah, they're, to go they're, they're going Kyrie all in Kyrie, Kevin Durant, Durant, and they're hoping mysteriously that they will, they'll win the oh the, the draft, draft lottery. lottery. There might be like an envelope, a frozen, a frozen envelope. envelope. Might be Patrick Ewing two point Yeah, like did you, I don't know if you saw. Uh, there was a photo that surfaced from the Duke game where Zion was literally grabbing the ball, and the ball was like it deflated. He's so strong. Zion is ridiculous. Did you did you see the like Duke just the, came back from a twenty three yeah. point deficit against the one of the best teams. In the NCAA, mm-hmm. that has another guy in Rui mm-hmm. Hachimura who's mm-hmm. gonna be a top ten pick, who's really gifted, and it didn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter. Duke is Duke. 
I'm going to call this now. They're probably going to win the the whole damn thing. Well, the, the weird It'd thing is hard. with with one and done players, it it very rarely mm-hmm. happens because this is when you have the old like the 23 year olds, the guys that are in their fifth college mm-hmm. year that are a little bit more physically matured can kind of lean on the younger players. So I don't know if they're going to win at all. But my God, are they going to be fun to watch? They are going to be a blast to watch come the tournament. But uh, back to the trade. So for the Knicks, they basically are getting rid of everything to get ready to go after both Kyrie, Anthony Davis, and all the things. All Kevin the, Durant. Kevin pretty Durant. much anyone who's going to be a free agent, yeah. the Knicks are going to be in on. Now, if you're the Knicks, if you don't get either or or any of them, you're in trouble. Like if if you get Kyrie and you get Butler and then you win the draft Even lottery, if you get Zion, none of them, if, so say you just win the draft lottery, you have one of the three things happen. Yeah. And even if there's a long term injury issue with Porzingis, you have lost this trade. Yes. Oh, you on. have you have easily traded the most talented player involved, mm-hmm. Dennis Smith Jr. Fine young point guard can do a lot of things. He's an interesting player. Kristaps Porzingis. Is seven foot three, can shoot near forty percent from three, and good luck trying to get to the hole on him because he's seven foot three and will block anything that gets near him. Now he's seven foot three and needs to work on his rebounding because at seven foot three he should fall out of bed and average a double double, but he doesn't. But again, he's twenty two years old now. He's got plenty of time to grow. Oh, and by the way. He has his idol now teaching him because you know if Dirk does retire this year, and it's looking like he will, Dirk's going to be on. Like Mark Cuban has said, this they will give him whatever job Dirk wants. Yeah. He wants a coach, he'll be a coach. He wants to be in the front office, he'll be in the front office. You want to be? He the wants to park cars. You want to be the valet outside? <laughs> exactly. Sure. Dirk Dirk is going to be allowed to do whatever he wants. Yes, because he was a star for this franchise. And they're going to take take care of him. Obviously, Kristaps. Idol growing up was mm-hmm. Dirk, and now he's going to learn directly from him. And Rick Carlisle has a tendency to get guys who might not want to rebound, play defense, or do those type yeah. of things to do those type of things because Rick Carlisle is one of the best coaches in the game. Oh, by the way, the pick and roll, pick and pop with Doncic and him. Have fun. Yeah. God bless. Now, for Dallas, like we're saying here, this is – it is the – Hopefully a trade to bring you back into that, you know, status where you guys were top three every year. Mm-hmm. You were winning the conference. You were arguably one of the best teams. You did win it. You had won a title. You beat LeBron. You know, you beat the Miami LeBron. You didn't even beat, like, Cleveland LeBron. You beat No, the, you beat him when he had help. Yeah, you beat him when he had help. And you had a lot of things go right. And it might not be a move to win even next year. But long term, but long term now, for the Mavericks, this is a big time move to get a big time player to pair with your young and up and coming phenom, not even superstar phenom. And the best part is, is we'll get into the other trades from trade mm-hmm. deadline day. They were going to be in a bit of a bind because they had at the time Harrison Barnes. They had just taken on uh, Tim Hardaway Jr.'s money. And they've traded away a lot of first-round picks. Their first-round pick this year is going to go to Atlanta unless they somehow end up in the top five. Then they get to keep that pick. But most likely, they're not going to be a bottom-five team. So that pick will be gone. That'll go to Atlanta. 
Then the next two years were the firsts have to go the Knicks. So you you're gonna, and like the way the NBA works, you can't trade back to back. So next year's pick, they're gonna have to keep. Then they're gonna have to trade the year after. So they're gonna have to keep their 2020 pick, trade their 2021, mm-hmm. keep their 2022, and trade their 2023 first. So that's pretty far in the future. However, you have Doncic, Porzingis, and because of another trade that they made, moving Harrison Barnes to Sacramento, now they have another max slot open to go get one of these free agents this year. So even though you don't have your first round pick for a while, it might not matter. Probably won't. I'm just going to. And if you're the Knicks, that's going to be a bunch of picks in the 20s. Good luck, Knicks. That's Knicks. The Knicks are probably. The Knicks are just the Knicks. They're like the Mets. They're the same colors, too. They're the Mets. Oh, my. The same oh fucking colors. Oh, my man. God. I didn't even think about that. They're right. the exact same right. colors. Same fucking They're color. the same blue and orange. <laughs> Except oh at least the Mets have some championships God. to show for their. And you know what's funny? And, and then like the Nets, and I know the, the Yankees. It's a dark blue. It's not a black. Mm-hmm. Like the black and white, and the blue and white, and then like the, the Nets might be the team that's gonna win again. Yeah, that's interesting. Not too good. Have fun, James Dolan. Hey, KD, you like the media in in, uh, in Golden State? Wait till you're in honestly there. like after his little freak out at the press conference. We'll we'll move on, but after his little freak out about I don't understand why everyone has to ask me about my free agency decision. It's because you're fucking Kevin Durant. You you're deserve to, the New York media right now. Yeah, you're like Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. How many times has Kawhi this year been asked about his free agency decision? Probably every day. <laughs> and you know what he said each and every time? I'm not going to talk about it. Let's talk about the game. And you know what happens? The next question is about the game, and everyone yeah. moves on. Yeah. You think the PR people in Golden State would do a little bit better of handling KD? You think Kevin, you think Kevin Durant, though, could grow the fuck up, yeah, put on his what? big boy pants and answer Look, some questions? People know, people know what you are, Kevin Durant. You are your two-time NBA champion. You're a two-time finals MVP. You're arguably one of the best players in the game next to LeBron. Easily. You're a fucking unstoppable force. Yeah. From anywhere on the f- anywhere on the floor, you're seven feet tall. You yeah. can do everything. You are amazing. You so are. Stop playing this woe is me card. Also, you never like the hate he got for joining the Warriors. Yeah, but that's, let's not compare that though to the hate that LeBron got oh, Lebr- for joining the Heat. LeBron got the see. If LeBron doesn't do the special, then there's no hate. There's still there's hate, there's hate, but not as much. Not as much. But because he did the special and basically ripped out the hearts of Cleveland Cavaliers fans. Yep. You know, it'll be and, different. And it was different too because LeBron did go back but, to but Cleveland. But also, who managed that entire situation better? LeBron. People were just killing mm-hmm. him, his family. Remember how nasty? I think people forget how nasty it no, got. No, it was nasty. Death threats. And and Kevin Durant, it got real nasty with mm-hmm. him too. Mm-hmm. One of those two individuals handled it really well. He currently plays. In California. But yeah. that one plays for the Lakers, and the one that plays in Oakland handled it poorly. Yeah. And continues to handle it poorly to the point where, and don't get me wrong, I love watching Kevin Durant. I didn't even completely hold it against him that he left Oklahoma. I understood. You want rings? I get it. I, I don't really like it, but I get it. That's cool. I'm not going to kill you for it. To continue to bitch and moan when all you do is win, win finals MVP. You're doing everything you... 
Why are you not happy? You're the guy. You know what I mean? Like if anyone, if any, like the the reason he if he leaves Golden State, it's not going to be Draymond's fault. It's going to be his own fault yeah. for being in his own damn head. Exactly. But sorry. Anyways, sidebar. Uh, sidebar. <laughs> On to some of the other trades that took place in uh, the NBA. Harrison Barnes up. going to uh, Harrison Barnes going uh, to Sacramento for Zach Randolph and Justin Jackson. Uh, and Zach Randolph was immediately bought out, and yeah. he didn't play a game with Sacramento, so that was yeah. a salary thing. Uh, Wesley Johnson to the Wizards for Markeith Morris, James Ennis to the 76ers for they basically swapped 2021 first-round picks. Uh, big one for the Bucks uh, acquiring Nikola Mirotic um, in exchange for Jason Smith, Stanley Johnson, multiple second-round picks. Now that's dangerous for the Bucks and for the um, Raptors because Nikola Mirotic is a 6'10 power forward that can really rebound and really <laughs> shoot. And to stick him on the floor with, the with Giannis... Antetokounmpo. That's going to be dangerous. That is going to be very, very, very dangerous. Uh, Salary dump, salary dump. Uh, (laughs) Big trade for the Raptors. They were they sent Jonas Valanciunas, CJ Miles, DeLon Wright at 2024. I love how the HMs just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You have a second round pick in the next 2024. Years, fucking go. It's amazing. Um, And the Raptors acquiring big man Mark Saul. Uh, and we've seen Marcus all play a couple games for the Raptors since this trade, and uh, looking like a. Please tell me you saw his block on Bradley Beal last night, where he basically just stole his soul. A beast, <laughs> a beast. Of there was, there was, I was excited about this trade. Yeah, I didn't. And, know, and Matt, Marcus all is older. He's could, not prime Marcus. And I could be. And I, I, I'm perfectly honest. When I saw the trade, I was a little like, meh. And I don't know how I feel about it. You know, I wanted to see how it how it probably plays out for the Raptors because you know what, but you know, you brought this up to Lon Wright going to be a free agent at the end of the year, restricted free agent. Yeah. He's going to cost around eight nine. Mm-hmm. He's going to cost Fred VanVleet money. And are you really going to pay that to your third point guard? No. So you gave up that. CJ Miles actually has yeah. a player option for next year at almost nine million dollars. Mm-hmm. So getting that off the books it's is very amazing. Nice, very good. And the twenty twenty four second round pick. It's not a thing. Not a thing. You know what I mean? Like okay, cool. You, a twenty twenty four second round. Okay, it's cool. Like, it's like you got a. It's like you walked up to like the DMV line. <laughs> you pulled the number and it's like, oh look, I'm number two hundred and twenty two. I guess number I'll come three. Back. Three weeks well, from now. I might as well come back in three weeks. I'll see you later. The only thing that they really gave up of actual value was Jonas Valanciunas. Yes. And while he's 26 years old, and I'm a big JV guy, mm-hmm. JV plays the type of game where if it was 15 years ago, he'd be the centerpiece of a team and you couldn't make a trade like this. Mm-hmm. The difference is Marcus Saul might be a lot older. He's almost 10 years older than JV. And I love JV. But defensively, there's a reason he doesn't play fourth quarters. For a guy that's as big as he is, he's their best rebounder, but he's not as good of a rebounder as Marc Gasol. And one thing, if you've seen any of Gasol's games as a Raptor, he is now the second best passer on this team. And I love JV. I do. And I hope he does really well in Memphis. And to be honest, it's actually set up for him to do really well out there. It's a good move for the but Raptors. JV's not Marcus Saul, even thirty-four no. year old Marcus Saul. No. Uh we had uh, Michael Bradley and Ivanka Zubak going to the Clippers. Not very far. They don't even have to Mike, go very Michael far. Beasley. Yeah, From, they just go down the street. Yeah. Um actually they're in the same yeah, stadium, the same so they just go down room. the hall. Uh Beasley then got bought out later. Yeah. Not a lot of 
Markel Fultz was another big one. Fultz, the Fultz trade yeah. to Orlando. First round pick, second round pick, and Jonathan Simmons. And the first round pick that they're giving up, though, is the Oklahoma Thunder first round mm-hmm. pick, so it doesn't matter. Jonathan Simmons, they're just getting rid of Jonathan Simmons' salary. Yeah. For the Magic, this is a great move mm-hmm. because with the pick you are going to get from OKC, which is going to be in the late 20s, I know Markel Fultz has a ton of issues, like he forgot how to shoot. Mm-hmm. But he was the first overall pick for a reason. Yeah, and then uh, some the NBA buyouts once the trade deadline had come and gone, uh, the buyouts started to happen. So uh, Wesley Matthews, who was traded actually in that Porzingis trade, was then bought out by the Knicks and signed with the Indiana pa- Indiana Pacers. I, I guess he's trying to get his money in free. Which again, I can't knock anyone for getting their money. <laughs> He's going to get more minutes because he's going to basically play Victor Oladipo's spot. Yes. But he's going to get a nicer contract mm-hmm. in free agency, probably. But you ain't winning a ring with that team. And this is no. funny. This is how this has evolved. Because yeah. it used to be the Warriors, the Spurs back in the day, guys that got bought out, and there wasn't the quality that there is now. But guys that would get bought out would always just go join one of the three or four teams that everyone thought was going to win a ring. Correct. The Lakers did this back in the day when they had Shaq and Kobe. Mm-hmm. Like, every, like the veteran players just went and joined the super team. Yeah. Now you're seeing them join play, places where they can get more minutes and set themselves up financially, better financially for mm-hmm. a contract, which again, if it's me, I talk a lot of shit about wanting to, I'd want to win or whatever. I would also really like the money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who doesn't love money? So, like, as much I as like money, as much as we can sit here and be like, "Oh, it should oh, sports should only be about a championship." It's their job. It's their job. Um, Wayne Ellington signed with. That's the, another guy another I would have liked him with the Raptors, uh, like Wesley Matthews, Pistons, but he's going to get a lot um, more time. Enos Cantor uh, bought out by the Knicks, the Mets, the Knicks, the Mets. The same thing. See how they rhyme? <laughs> uh, heading to Portland. That's a nice pickup for uh, them. Shelvin Mack to the Hornets. Yeah, I think Styles gets picked guy. up, I think. And uh, lastly, uh, happened just uh, well yesterday, Wednesday, February 13th. Uh, Jeremy Lin was bought out by the Atlanta Hawks and headed to the Toronto Raptors to join the all-in Raptors. I'm going to start calling them because yep. with every move that they've made, it's it's an all-in year. And we, we said it when they acquired Kawhi Leonard that... It, you know, you don't just like walk into the pool and like stick a toe in. No, yeah. no you just you, you might as well go in because if you do lose it, well, you know what, you can rebuild. And if you don't, well, then you get nothing. Did you win at least? I actually won. Fuck. Steven. This is my first one of the year, oh, and I won a donut. Fuck, that's something one for one. one. Fuck you. One for one. You're on the roll Canada, up the rib. If you don't, if, if if you listen to this fine podcast and you drink coffee in this beautiful country that is Canada, we have this cool thing called Tim Hortons, where they do this roll up the rim. They're in select win. U.S. They're uh, in select, states as well. But um, it's basically like you roll up the rim on your coffee cup, and uh, you get prizes, or you get a nice please play again. And I've gotten pretty much a please play again on nine coffees and only one winner. So I've. I'm basically off on the Tim Hortons, and I'm just going to start going to McDonald's because I know that every eighth coffee is at least free. It's like winning. And you this only is want my a fucking first, donut. This is my first uh, Timmy's coffee in the roll up the rim uh, and you're one cycle, one. and you're I'm one for one. one. There you go. Steven's going to go back. But yeah, um, some signings. We'll see what happens. Uh, Carmelo is one of the big names still out there. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Zach Randolph. And I, um, one guy I actually am a big fan of, I would love to see him as a Raptor if they could steal him is. Marching Gortot, love Gortot. He's my favorite. <laughs> Gortot's my fucking favorite. I loved him when he was in when he was in Washington. 
I loved him when he I used to hate when the Raptors had to play the yeah. Wizards because Gortat used to eat JV's lunch. Yeah, so uh, there's more to come. I'm sure of it. Uh, the NBA. There will be more buyouts. There, there will, will be, be more guys switching teams. Exactly. So we'll see how it all transpires uh, down the road. And that is that with that. The NBA, it's, uh, we're getting to the nitty gritty. We're almost at the playoffs. And, you know, like always, the Golden State Warriors are running away with it. And the Raptors and the Bucks are battling it out basically for first Trying their East. damnedest. So we'll see what happens. Uh, on to the NHL. Uh, trade deadline day is fast approaching. Uh, a lot of teams are buyers. A lot of teams are sellers. We've had some very small, very minor trades. Nothing of craziness. You know, the Habs uh, made two small deals. They brought back uh, the Dutch Gretzky and <laughs> Dale Weiss. That's what, if you're a Habs fan, you remember the run of Dale Weiss. Um, he scored he all those scored goals. Scored the big goals. He was on, on a his, terrible Habs team. Hey, they they won yeah, the playoffs, but like, man. Uh, someone tweeted out. I think it might have been Arpad. Basu. Oh no, that was they tweeted out the on. lineup. Now, granted, that, that was that was Carey Price. Carey Price was, was injured, but there was only one other and notable PK, guy. And PK got hurt. Actually, it was funny because PK got hurt. That was the the in the following summer. PK was traded. Then the oh, full- that was yeah, that was the final game of the season. So PK yeah. was out with injury, Carey Price was out with injury, but that was the rest of the team that was it basically was there. And it was bad. Oh, he was really on the is. first line with patches and. But uh, he played for. He honestly, he walked up and down the, the lineup a lot. Oh yeah, and he and he scored goals. Like he was, you know, he he. Well, got that was his, why he wasn't back in Montreal the, the next year. He got the Habs, Philip Deneau, and fucking Romanov, who was the tournament defenseman of the World Junior. So I'll take it. But uh, yeah, and. Uh, Nate Thompson also going to the Habs for a fourth round pick, and the Habs got a fifth round pick back, and it's nothing. Um, we mentioned the Jake Muzzin trade, but uh, some of the big names that have yet to be dealt. Wayne Simmons is a big one. Artemi Panarin uh, basically has said that he's going to go test free agency. Yep. Uh, and he, jo- he actually left his agent and yeah. joined uh- Sergey Bobrovsky, who is also a free agent, so I have a feeling they will be following each other wherever they might go. Um, Matt Zuccarello is an interesting name to keep an eye on because, you know, the Rangers are sort of in a, a re, they're not sort of in a rebuild. They are in a rebuild. They sent the letter out to their season ticket holders last year. That was year. hilarious. Yeah, the when, letter the from letter. Jeff Gordon. Yeah. Um, a couple names in Ottawa to keep an eye on are uh, Mark Stone and Matt Duchesne of Prevalence. Ryan DeZingle's another guy. You know, you've got Carl Hagelin, Gustav Nyquist, Voltaire Filipula, uh Kevin Hayes. Kevin Hayes, you know where I can see Kevin Hayes actually going is Boston. <laughs> well, yeah, you go back to Boston. No, he was never in no, Boston. No, he's from he's from, he's there. from Boston. But him and his brother, yeah, uh, his brother signed. Uh, what was his name? I forget his name. He was very bad though. Yeah, he, they signed him to a big deal, and then they Whoa. like left Jimmy him. Hayes. Jimmy Hayes, that's it. He Jimmy. was a, he was a Leaf draft pick. Jimmy Hayes, how's yep. that working out for oh, you? Oh, that was bad. But uh, Kevin Hayes bad. would give uh, the the Bruins, who I'm sure are looking at the Leafs. As and Tampa and even Montreal or who, by the way, need uh, I forgot to mention this when we were talking about uh, what we were going to talk about in the podcast. Bruins kind of need a winger. Yeah, well, they're, they I know that they're in on. I, I'm assuming that they're going to be in on Panarin, maybe a Zuccarello as well. Maybe even you know what, even a guy out in Philly depends on how they do down the stretch in the next two weeks. Is, or a guy out in Ottawa who plays the same side. Yeah, yeah. And Mark Stone. Yeah. That might be the guy. Might be the guy. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, David Pasternak yesterday. Well, two nights ago, 
There was a lot of information given in this press release. Made me think maybe they were trying to over-explain something. Kind of reminds me of that time that Eric Johnson tore his ACL in a golf cart. And then we found out eight months later he may or may not have been drinking heavily with the boys. David Pasternak falls on the ice outside of an event at 11 p.m. at night on his way to his vehicle. This is all the information provided by the team. Normally there is zero. When someone gets hurt in the NHL, you know what you hear? Upper body, lower body, or my personal favorite in the playoffs, general overall body soreness. But David Pasternak, we got a play-by-play of how he managed to mess up his thumb falling down. Just makes me think that maybe there was a little bit more to this that wasn't included in that information. Well, this helps him a little bit because now they can use some of that freed up cap space <laughs> to go after another player, potentially Mark Stone. But uh, they're they're a player, obviously. The Leafs and Leafs in Tampa. I I can see Tampa maybe making a minor deal for a defenseman to just shore up the back end yeah, a little Tampa bit. Tampa isn't going to be doing. They're not going to be too doing much. much. Really. Um, a team that I think is well, Pittsburgh's an interesting. Interesting team because they currently sit in the third in the second wild card spot, um, and Jim Rutherford has been open with when F- Sid and Gino, you know, get to the point where they're going to call it a career. That's when they'll rebuild. But until then, no, they have to keep going. They're pushing the chips in every single year that those guys yeah. are still good no, to go, and and they really have to. I can't. No, see, that's a smart move. That's of course. a smart move. They are they're they're tied with Columbus for. Uh, Third in the con- third in the division, but Columbus currently has two games in hand, so we'll see what happens with those two games. But also with them getting rid of Broussard, yeah. And now they brought in Bukestad and Jared McCann. Mm-hmm. Bukestad's more of a winger, and Jared McCann, if you're going to use him as a center, is about a fourth line center right now. Yes, maybe he can play third. But getting rid of Broussard freed up a spot. Maybe they go out there and try and get themselves a third line center to really solidify their lineup, and then. As all playoff teams do, go get a bunch of seven, eight defensemen because in the playoffs you're going to need them. You're going to need them, and you know an, an interesting team. We'll get to the West teams soon, but an interesting team. And I find it interesting because, look, if you thought this team was going to be in the playoffs, and I'm not talking about the Montreal Canadiens, no, I'm not talking about them. If you thought this team was going to be in the playoffs, one, two, leading the, the division by three points, having the season they're having. After losing their franchise player in John Tavares, I'd call you a liar. I'd call you a bullshitter. I'd call you every name that basically says, stop fucking with me because I know you're lying. It's the New York Islanders. Why you always lie? Where's no. that YouTube video? Why you always <laughs> lying? But they've been a very interesting team. They don't give up a lot. They, You know what? They don't give up a lot of goals. In fact, of all the playoff teams currently sitting, they have the least goals against. Okay, they have don't they don't score a lot either, and I think that's where next year you're going to see some regression, mm-hmm. and this kind of screams at Colorado from a few years ago. Yeah, the, the Leafs right before the tank when the shortened yeah. season when they made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like they're kind of there's some underlying things. Barry Trotz, they've changed the system. They play a lot more button down game. Yes. They're not scoring enough to do what they're currently doing. No. And if you're a team that maybe is currently sitting in a wild card spot, I don't know, happen to be from a certain province like Quebec, (laughs) and you're kind of thinking, hmm, who would I rather play in the first round? Would I rather play Toronto or Boston? Or would I rather play the Islanders? You know what? 
I'll take my chances with the Islanders because I think they have a better shot personally against the Islanders than maybe with the Leafs or Boston. Probably agree with you there. Like, oh. although I kind of want to see a Habs Leaf series because yeah. it would be great. I was I was actually I was actually in Montreal for the Toronto Montreal game that happened over the weekend, and there are there was sitting beside some good fans. We we're up in that. We were up basically. I was basically a row away from the back of the building. Okay, we were high up. All right, I had a nosebleed when I came back down because <laughs> it was so dry up there. But it's I, I I'll say this that there's no hate. In this in this original six matchup, there hasn't been in a long time. Like, there's hate when we play the Bruins. There's hate when there's the Leafs hate, play the Bruins. There's hate when the Habs play the Rangers because they've matched up a couple times in the playoffs. There's really nothing with Chicago because they're in the West. Detroit obviously is fairly new to the East. They were in the West for a very very long time, and they're bad. Like since they've come over, they yeah, have, they they've haven't been, been a bad team. Good. And you have the Leafs who. The Habs, well, it's an original six matchup, and you know there's clo- they're close proximity to each other. They're a six hour drive away, and, and it's the historic rivalry. But recently, recently there's nothing. They haven't played since the seventies in the playoffs. Yeah. Like it's been so long since the two. There's teams more hate between Leafs and Senators because of those playoff matches. Exactly, and those were a while ago. Yeah. Then that's that'll soon dwindle because well, Senators it's, it's, aren't going to be in the playoffs. That's very the thing. Much. It's already starting to happen. Yeah. We're like, Sens fans, they like, keep it close to them if they beat the Leafs, and it makes them so happy. And Leafs fans are just kind of like, okay, cool, get to the playoffs. Cool. We'll see you in the play. Oh, wait, we won't. Yeah, right? Like it. But this is, you know what? Would I like to see Montreal and Toronto in the first round? Yes. Do I want to play Toronto in the first round? Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, no, exactly. Because I, I've said of any team that I would rather play, I'd rather play Tampa. If you gave me a pick, pick Toronto or Tampa. I'll take my chances Because then Tampa. it's like the Leafs and the Capitals two years ago yeah, when the Leafs like, finally make the play. Yeah. Because then if you get your doors blown off, it doesn't matter. That's okay. We competed. We were there. But it's, it's like that good look and you get in yeah. and the young guys get a taste and all that exactly. stuff. Exactly. Exactly. But the Islanders are an interesting team. They could use some more scoring on the, that team. Desperately. They, would you I know who could really use Evgeny Panarin? Artemi Panarin. Artemi Panarin. Matt Barzell. You imagine or, or him. Stone. Could you imagine they make a play where they basically say, okay, here's you're going to give you our tandem, or we're going to give you one of Thomas Grice or Robin Leonard, and you're going to give us, we'll give you this, oh, these things. Man. And, now, they, and they have all of those things. They too, have a lot of things. Lou showed up. They had a great draft. Like from all the experts' analysis, mm-hmm. they had a great draft. They have some prospects. They got guys. Like They got stuff they can yeah. move. Oh, I know. They're very interesting. They're the they they are going to be the team to watch in the East in terms of what move they make. I don't know how many moves they make. I wonder if they just sort of do the whole let it ride thing, like like basically what Montreal. You also doing. have it's to take letter. into consideration. Mm-hmm. This is now I'm thinking about it. They're in the same division as Columbus. Yeah, and Columbus is trying to hold on to give their fans a playoff push. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine what would happen? This would be like the if the Leafs turned around and traded Boston or Tampa. Yeah. I don't know. And and, and and like when you look at Bobrovsky and Panarin, that would be like the Leafs being like, we're going to give you Mitch Marner and Freddie Anderson because hey, they're not coming back. Like, you know what that would cause, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. it. No, I uh, understand. Uh, that's, why, that's why maybe Ottawa. Yeah. 
if Maybe. I'm looking at, if I'm looking at other teams that could be potential players, Carolina, Buffalo, and I'm going to cut it off at Philadelphia being the last of the players because they should be selling. They, should they be got selling, the new GM too, so even though winning. they're but even though they're winning, like Chuck, they got the new GM. Yeah, you I know can, what I mean. That I can honestly see him though. Up a bit. I can see them trading Wayne Simmons if they can't bring him back, and I believe that they won't be able to. So if you're a team like uh, and then I can't the, even the, see Voracek going. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the East, though, the Rangers, sellers, Florida, sellers, sellers, Detroit, you're definitely sellers. New Jersey will be a seller. I don't know what Detroit has, though, that everyone wants to buy. <laughs> It'll be nothing. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Howard, really. I think. And, the, and that's for a team that, like, someone t- gets hurt and you need yeah. a little extra yeah. depth. You know and what then, I mean? And then rounding out the division, the conference, all oh, the Ottawa Senators. Man, don't you wish you kept that pick and just oh, gave away Brady Kachuk? And who, now, hey, and who's, now. where's Brady Kachuk? I haven't heard his name in like exactly. I don't know since the middle of November, where he yeah. he sort of failed off. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the West, uh, you got Winnipeg, Nashville, Dallas. Dallas is an interesting team because they play. They've uh, since since their CEO came and lit the team up and yeah, took been, on their two best players, yeah. and it's been it's been very weird. I will say. They play a lot of def- they play they play basically like button down defense where we're gonna not give up a goal we're gonna try and win two one one nothing three to one we're gonna try and win this way uh, we have Ben Bishop we have Kadobin. well it's now Kadobin because Ben Bishop's been hurt in the last little while well for a week not a little while a little while is like three four weeks I call that a little while I don't call a week a little while. we'll see when he comes back because it is yeah. Ben Bishop yeah he'll be so he's been hurt for be almost two weeks now no it's only a week he got hurt last week on Friday. Okay. I know this for a fact because I have him in fantasy hockey. Okay. Thank God I have Carter Hart and Thomas Grice. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> but uh, Dallas is an interesting team. I always, you know what's funny is I always have Dallas doing moves at the deadline to add to that second, third line because they have nothing. I know. They have absolutely they nothing. I, and I don't understand. And it's like eventually, you know what, you have to, you have to make a move. You can't pret- hope that Valerie Nachushkin becomes something because guess what? He's not becoming There's anything. a reason he was a bust, went to the KHL, came from the KHL, came back from the KHL, and is still a bust. Wasn't allowed. Oh, here's another real fun thing about Valerie Nikushkin. Couldn't play in the Olympics because of a steroid thing yeah. hanging over his head that no one seems to want to talk about, yeah. but he's back in the NHL. Yeah. Uh, San Jose, I can see being big-time players again. They don't have, see, they don't have because a of the Eric Carlson trade, they don't have the same. Because Doug Wilson, mm-hmm. like, he's down to trade, like, Doug Wilson's make, down to make some big splashes. He will make a trade, but it won't be something to affect the top like, six if they didn't, or top four. It was funny. Core. If they hadn't gotten Eric Carlson, I guarantee you, Stone, one of Stone, Panarin, or Duchesne would be on their way because that's a Doug Wilson move. Don't be surprised if they get him for cheap. Oh, and if it comes from Ottawa. Ottawa oh, doesn't <sighs> trade within the East. Remember that. <sighs> exactly. Doug uh, Wilson's just sitting here just like. He's waiting. Just. Oh my God! Just just picture like Mr. Burns with the yeah. fingers, like the <laughs> excellent. Exactly. Um, you have you have the Calgary Flames who are who now, are right there. They're that's a team. You want to talk about Panarin? Because that's that's the type of team that has the assets. Yes, they have they have the draft capital, they have the prospect capital, and they have the team to do something. And they're a team that really needs to start going for things because. How, how many more years are you going to get Mark Giordano at this level that That's he's playing? That's exactly. At? Your you know, best defenseman's 35 years old. Now, your forwards. Your forwards are young. Hey, they're young. They're locked up at ridiculous numbers now with the way shit's going. They're going to have to pay them big time soon. But that's in four years. Yeah, four years. Three years. Three, 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 three and a half. But whatever. still, like you, you, you have a window here. Yeah. And if you go add one of those big names, now you might be a Stanley Cup favorite. Mm-hmm. 
Because you're right there. You're right there in the West with yeah. all of the big teams in the mm-hmm. West. You really are. And if you add a Stone, a Panarin, a Duchesne, now you're getting close to Tampa. Yeah. Because that decor is great. And now you've gotten two dominant lines and nice depth. Because Backlund, I know a lot of people don't talk about Michael Backlund. If you move him to third, if he's the third line center, if everything kind of works out that way, team can be pretty dangerous. And Sam Bennett finally finding a home. Now, granted, should he have been drafted third overall? No! Has he found a really nice home as a slightly slightly offensive but really gritty third line center? Yeah. Nice Nice little spot for him on this team. Now... For them, the one spot I will say I think is even a bigger I, – I would worry just a little bit is the goaltending for them. Yeah. With uh, Riddick and Mike Smith, I could see them making a play on a goalie. Now, that would be – now, see, you talk about a tandem, and you move them out west. Far away, away from everything, away from the noise. Well, I can't wait. This trade deadline. This trade deadline might be a fun one. We hope For the first time in a while. Because uh, the NHL hasn't been – and it hasn't been this good. Can I tell in a you another time. interesting team here? Now, they're they're pro- they're going to be likely to finish third here in the in the Pacific, and it's the Vegas Golden Knights, because you know oh. Vancouver's a little far from them. Uh, Arizona's kind of far. Like it, it it's going to take a lot for they would have to they would have to fall apart down the stretch here for Vancouver and Arizona to and that involves Arizona and Vancouver trying to win hockey games. Same with Colorado. The most interesting part about the West here is Calgary, Vegas, Winnipeg, Nashville. Very motivated. All have tons of assets. Mm -hmm. And all of them have just enough cap room to bring on a, like, to bring in a big fish, a monster trade. Like, we keep throwing out Duchesne, Panarin, Stone. We keep throwing these names out. It'd be fun to see one of them end up in the East, but it, these guys are going to like all. The funny thing is too, because once one of them makes the move, oh, it's it's, it's an arms race. Exactly, It'll be an arms it's, race gonna, to- it's just going to be a domino effect. So once one of the big names goes, especially if they go to the West, yeah, it's gonna it. There's <laughs> potential for some serious fireworks yeah. here. And then your couple of teams sitting in the wild card, St. Louis. Very, very interesting team. They're just trying to sell everything not nailed down earlier. Yeah, and now they're in the playoffs, and they better make the playoffs because if they don't make the playoffs, guess what? It's another ball and another lottery take for the Buffalo Sabres, who currently own that. that their Although it's not like pick. they exactly have the best lottery luck. No. They finally got Dallin, and they I, got wouldn't, Dallin, but I wouldn't get excited because we're not talking about the Edmonton Oilers here. No. Uh, Colorado's a team, an interesting look at uh, Chicago as well. If you're if you're Colorado, as much as you'd like to make the playoffs, considering you have your first round pick, which might be high if you keep backsliding, and Ottawa's, and Kyle McCarr, and some other kids in the system, mm-hmm. and a lot of cap space to sign free agents, maybe this well, year you we'll just see what happens with sit cap on space, the sideline because they're going to have to sign Ranton in too. Yes, but you've already got McKinnon locked up to yeah. very like to a cheap deal. Yeah. Landis Cogs have a couple more years left mm-hmm. at f- just over five. You're in a good spot salary cap wise. See, the interesting part about the whole Eastern Conference is the last wildcard team, the Minnesota Wild, have 59 points. The last place team in the, the, the West is the LA Kings with 51. Wait, Minnesota is. Minnesota in the West. is 59. 
Oh, you mean dead last in the last wild? Yeah, last wild it's, card. Yeah, it's it's so close. This like, is why the Edmonton Oilers could still technically make the playoffs, yeah. even though their coach is out here saying that he wants it more than the players, yeah. and he might quit. Now, um, <laughs> another team who made it firing while we were also fire another team. Little note: uh, the Anaheim Ducks firing Randy Carlyle. Finally, um, and, and basically Bob Murray thinking that he's Bob Gainey, and and now. And he won last night. Yeah, but but John Gibson's hurt, and even though he's getting better, he's on IR now. Like, do you do you do you tank? For oh, he's tank? already he's he kicked out the coach so he could drive the Sherman tank. Yeah, we're going, baby. They better hope because <laughs> he's driving that sucker right yeah. down. It's gonna be the, the, it's very interesting. Uh, the the West, the East. We kind of know the ten teams that are gonna fight it out. Eleven teams, if. You, you include Philadelphia, yeah. and it's and they're winning. Like they're just but came they, off. But they have no room for error now. No. You can't lose three in a row now. No, no, no. You have to keep winning. Just keep winning. Just keep winning. <laughs> so, so there's there's a lot to to go through. Uh, next week we'll probably get a little more in depth. Maybe there will be a trade because I know that Dzingle and and Duchesne and Stone have sort of said, "Look, this like you know yeah. we're gonna if I'm not Duchesne." It, well, Duchesne's best see, if, offer might the, be coming one, from Ottawa. The one that thing, eight times eight, yeah, might it, be the most money he gets offered. Yeah, good luck staying in that rebuild. But if I'm looking well, at Matt Duchesne, thing, if exactly. I'm looking at Matt Duchesne, okay, and I'm a team that's fighting for the playoff spot, there has to be something in the back of my GM's mind that's saying, "Are we bringing in a guy that's a problem?" Because look at Ottawa the last two seasons. The moment they they got Matt Duchesne, it was like they literally someone put him in a tailspin. They also got rid of a very popular guy in yeah. Cal Turris. Like it was, it was the whole kind of the combination. And you have this year where it's actually even worse. Like they are dead last in the league, and there's just this looming cloud of hey, the first round pick. We don't even have it. We've lost it because we decided we're going to take Brady Kachuk, a winger, instead of maybe having the chance at a potential generational center. Not to mention you knew you were going to get rid of Carlson, yeah. who was traded before the season, and you knew that Stone and Duchesne probably weren't coming back because you were about to go into full-blown rebuild. The Ottawa Senators. Man. Also, you know what's really interesting about Ottawa right now? If they lose Stone and Duchesne, they're desperately going to need to take on money to get to the floor. Yeah. And you know who's stupid? Well, I mean, he got fired, so he's not in Edmonton anymore. But you know who might be do- who might do something really stupid to get rid of Milan Lucic's contract? Who might attach a draft pick that they really shouldn't attach to him? Like Ottawa's in a like Ottawa's in a weird place because they screwed this up real bad with yeah. getting the first overall pick, but they're bottoming out. Yeah. And if I'm them, I'm and it's trying. not getting any better. Well, there's a reporter for in Montreal suggested about potentially. If you're Montreal, do you say you call up um, you call up Ottawa and say, "Look, if he's willing to sign, you sign Mark Stone, and you take on the Bobby Ryan contract because you're a team that actually can take it on." They can't get rid of it though. They, they, it's funny they almost need his contract so to get to the floor. Ottawa will be wheeling, dealing, taking on bad contracts. They get on good contracts. It's going to be interesting. They're they're in such a like in a terrible fr- place as a franchise. Like this is not good. The Ottawa Senators, ladies and gentlemen, let's give them a round of applause here. Yeah. Brady Kachuk. I heard about Brady Kachuk so much. The Habs made the wrong pick. Suck on it. (laughs) 
<laughs> suck on it. <laughs> like I'm trying to do this holes right now. Um, on to the NFL. Uh, some news, some notes, some trades. I can't believe the trade. We'll start with first Kyler Murray. Oh yeah, officially declaring for the NFL draft, saying that he's going to. He's given his money back. Giving his money to the back Oakland to the Athletics. Oakland Athletics. And he will be going to the NFL. Now, here's the interesting part about Kyler Murray. One, he isn't very tall. We're going to find out how tall he really is. And being listed at 5'10", there are plenty of schools that list guys as substantially taller and heavier than they really are. Mm -hmm. And at the combine where you're officially weighed and measured, that's where this gets interesting. Mm -hmm. With Kyler, we've mentioned this before. We've taught, We actually had a full-on conversation about him, how he should choose baseball, even though his baseball numbers aren't exactly the best. He had one good year of success, well, and won the Heisman, and he's he's cashing in on. I'll give him. I'll give him credit yeah, on that. Money-wise, this decision makes a lot of sense because yes. you've given back the just over four million that the A's gave you, and you're going to get locked into a. Around 10, which is the guarantee for a rookie deal, mm-hmm. especially if he goes in the first round. Now, that's the key. Where does he go in the draft? But there's all this talk that Arizona's already decided they're going to take him first overall, that they're working on a trade with Josh Rosen. Kyler Murray, and I was talking to Angelo about this before we started actually recording the podcast here. If we're just talking about getting paid, he might have played this game the best way he could. Because if you look at his, we talked about this, if you look at his baseball numbers, they're not the numbers of a first-round pick. No, they don't jump off the page for you. They're fine. But in college, you expect a lot better than fine. In the NFL, he is quite undersized. He little. He played he little. quarterback for one season. And he's going to go to the NFL. If he can convince someone to take him as high as it sounds like he's going to go to get that guaranteed money, money money-wise, he's now locked in. And by the way, the A's still own his rights for baseball. So if he ever decides, hey, I don't like getting hit, or hey, I'm not as good as everyone thought I was and I thought I was, maybe I'll play something that's easier on my body now after cashing in. One last note. Just throw this out there. Some real interesting about Kyler Murray's dad. His father was drafted by the Milwaukee Brewers. Decided to play baseball. Played one year of baseball. Decided maybe he wanted to be the quarterback. So he went to be the quarterback at Texas A&M. Led the league in passing. Led college in passing. The Brewers sued him because his contract did not allow him to play baseball. Funny how none of this came out about the father of the son who is following in his footsteps. That was an interesting little nugget I thought I'd drop on y'all. If one thing about Kyler Murray, I don't trust him. Honestly, the way he sometimes throws the ball, he throws the ball. He reminds me of a, an old quarterback who used to be a baseball player. And he played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He played for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And he had this wind-up about him. His name was Byron Leftwich. 
And most quarterbacks, very compact. It's like a quick C when they throw the ball, how they throw it. He threw it like he threw a fastball. He was a pitcher. He, he, he was a pitcher. So he was basically winding up to throw. And I see that in some of Kyler Murray's throws. Now, Kyler Murray, fantastic year at Oklahoma. Got him to the playoffs. Got him. Got himself and um, Heisman. And all in all, he was one of the best players in college football. But you're a little guy. And it's not like you have the resume of Russell Wilson or Drew Brees. And we don't even know how tall you are. Okay, there's it's, a real chance he measures in at five seven. Okay, five eight, and he's going to go high in this draft because there are some teams that are very desperate. Arizona, we've mentioned that is a player right there. I can't, the next couple. I'm going to read you some of the teams. Like San Francisco is not going to draft them. The Green, the New York Jets aren't going to draft them. The team at number four is very interesting. Ironically, still plays in Oakland for now. Until like whenever that stadium in Vegas is built. The Oakland Raiders. Mm -hmm. And we've mentioned that what would be the best way to kind of stick it to the A's as you wave goodbye to them is by taking their their pick in Kyler Murray. The Bucks, they're gonna ride it out with Jameis. That's what it sounds like. Anyway. It's what it sounds like. And realistically Although and, how perfect would that be and realistic to have <laughs> Kyler behind a guy for a year. Can I tell you something? It's it's not gonna be as perfect as how it'll set up for them. Because the Bucs will probably win a few games. They have Bruce Arians as their head coach. But if Jameis looks bad and they do this whole Jameis fits, Jameis fits thing, and they win five games, six games, or whatever it was, you know, they'll be a top team. So they won't get a chance at Tua in the upcoming draft. <laughs> but they'll be just bad enough to have a chance at a certain quarterback from Clemson. Sunshine. Sunshine. Touchdown Jesus. Trevor Lawrence, who will be coming out. The year after, and what better way for the Buc for the Bucks to solve their quarterback woes than by drafting him? Uh, the Jets are obviously drafting a quarterback. You the better Giants? the Giants. Sorry, not the Jets. The Giants better be drafting a quarterback here at six. Kyler okay, Murray, Dwayne but Haskins, but one of them. I would take Dwayne Haskins over Kyler Murray. He put up phenomenal numbers at Ohio State. Played in kind of a pro offense. Was with a really good head football coach in Urban Meyer, minus the fact of his off the field issues on the field, got the best out of guys. He is somebody who I can see them bringing in, and they don't have to rush him, which is the beauty thing. He can sit behind Eli. He can sit behind Eli, let Eli do his dumbfounded look. Which again would also probably, if you're going to make Kyler Murray work, probably be the best thing is to have him sit behind an established yeah, quarterback. Gonna, and then you have the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are a team that really should be. In play for a quarterback because they can't do this whole Blake Bortles nonsense again. And they, you know, what are they going to do if they lose? But I, if Dwayne Haskins is there, like that's a opportunity for them. The Lions won't be drafting one. The Bills won't. The Broncos will get to the Broncos. In a minute. <laughs> the Broncos they they got another quarterback. They got another quarterback. Um, the Bungles, I think they're still going to go with. Andy Dalton again for one more year and then see how that also, goes. Also, though, like where they're going to be, like that team's bad, so they might be in the Tua Trevor Lawrence thing mm -hmm. in a couple of years. So maybe you just draft yeah. other pieces. Yeah. And then you have the Green Bay Packers. I, I'm Aaron Rodgers just signed. The bad man just signed a very pretty, long contract. I, I can I can pretty much guarantee that Kyler Murray is not going to go to the Green Bay Packers. If that happens, 
Oh Lord! If they just air it, if they yeah. just Brett Farved Aaron Rod, like I don't, I, I don't even want to begin to yeah. start talking about the way that that would happen. And there's only really two teams left: or teams at 13 and 15. Well, the team at 14, I can almost guarantee, won't be taking a quarterback, and that's the Atlanta Falcons. No, they won't they will be doing not. that. Uh, the two teams, though, that I'm talking about at 13 and 15, one is the Miami Dolphins, who aren't going to move on from Ryan Tannehill finally after a thousand years of trying to make that work. Still evaluating. Still evaluating. Yeah, yeah. Um, they brought in a new guy. Uh, what tells his name? The uh, defensive coordinator from thing, Tom yes. Flores or whatever. The, whatever Flores. Flores, yeah. yeah. Brian Flores. Brian Flores. Sorry, I was thinking of Tom Flores. Um, and they gave him a five year deal. And I think that they're going to let that work out because even if they're bad, they're not going to be in this big rush to get rid of him. So even if they they would, I can't see them doing the whole draft a quarterback thing here. They might wait for a guy like Tua or Trevor Lawrence. Again, they're they're a team that's set up to be bad. So yeah, yeah maybe you draft the other pieces, and then you try and ride the tank out. And then there's the team at fifteen. They had a franchise quarterback. Supposedly, uh, he was bust. They had a guy they drafted in the third round. He's on a different team now as their starter. Then they traded for another quarterback who actually was doing admirably very well. Unfortunately, had a bad leg injury and probably might never play football ever again. If he does, it would be a miracle. But wouldn't it be something if they're sitting at 15 and one owner named Dan Snyder it's just like, wow, oh, look at this. I could have my franchise quarterback. And that's, a, it, that's if he gets that late, too. That's if he gets that late. You know what I mean? Like, There's not anyone worth drafting at the quarterback position that Really, high. I think there's only one quarterback that should be going in the first round this year, and it's Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Every other quarterback is a project quarterback. Especially Kyler Murray. Especially Kyler Murray. All right, especially you only have one year sample size, and he played it in a wide open, spread open offense. Now the NFL is very wide open and spread out, but the defenses are more complicated and they're bigger mm-hmm. and faster. Yes. So when you're five eight and you can run away from everybody in college, we don't know how big he is, but we're gonna find out soon. Actually. Yeah. So when you're an undersized guy that can just run away from everyone in college because you're just faster than they are. That changes in the NFL because there are guys that are 300 pounds and almost as fast as you are. So that'll get real interesting. We'll see. We will see. Now, we mentioned the Denver Broncos that they're not going to be in on Kyler Murray because, well, they made a trade. Which, like, (laughs) you know, their GM used to play quarterback. He's a Hall of Famer. I mean, the first guy he brought in was Peyton Manning, and you're like, wow, John Elway knows what he's doing. And then the next quarterback was Paxton Lynch. That didn't work out. And now Case Keenum, and I guess that didn't work out because number three is he elite? Elite. Can't spell elite without Flacco. (laughs) No, you actually can. Um, Joe Flacco traded to the Denver Broncos from the— He's— Agreed. It's like the Alex Smith trade. They can't yeah, it's technically in make it make the deal yet because of the roster freeze and everything. But yeah, the Ravens are trading Joe Flacco to Denver, and Denver is going to take on that contract and actually give a thing up. I love it. I love it. It's 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 the curse of Tim Tebow. What is happening? It's the curse of Tebow. <laughs> Say very lightly. It's the curse of Tebow. <laughs> 
Tebow's going to be playing for the Mets, the Knicks, the Knicks, the Mets. The Knicks, the Mets. Who knows? It's very possible, it's actually. Very possible. It's very possible he Tebow might actually, plays he might MLB actually games play. this year. He might actually. He will. Oh, I agree. He he's almost going, did it last year. Yeah, he's going to this year. Because when the Mets are so bad, we'll get to the Mets when we do our baseball. But the Mets are going to be bad this year. It's going to be fun. I love it. So bad. But uh, this, this trade... Well, it's like, funny. They, they have a lot. Like, if all of their old guys stay healthy, they could have an interesting year. Mm-hmm. But they just got real old. So yeah. we'll see. But, but again, um, we'll get to the Mets. With the Flacco deal, here's the thing. Okay. I don't think either team is going to win this deal. All right. No, no. I think Baltimore is going to win this deal. Well, Baltimore, Baltimore is going to win this deal. The reason Baltimore because they are going to deal. get a thing instead of cutting Joe Flacco for free. Yeah, they are going to get a thing like for him. Okay, I'll give them that. They're getting a thing for Joe Flacco. But here's the thing. Okay, you've heard my displeasure. My you all the hype surrounding Lamar Jackson. He can't throw the ball. Can't. He's got a whole summer to work on it. Yeah, yeah, a whole summer. <laughs> I remember Tebow's summer of working on this. Yeah, so no, I that work out too. Not too well. Uh, Joe Flacco, at the end of the day, he capitalized on a in an opportunity that he needed. Bet on himself. Everything worked out perfectly. Everything worked out perfectly. Got the Super Bowl. Didn't throw Raheem Morris with that terrible ability. Like he Ironic. let that ball go over his head to yeah. Jacoby Joe. Like, yeah, there's a lot of luck involved there, in that. There was a lot of luck. They had a lot of luck in in the whole thing. And then Ed, or uh, not Ed Reed, it was Ray, Ray Lewis, Lewis and, and his antler and, spray yeah, and the, everything and else that Ray Ray was responsible for. But. This this trade for the for the jet uh, for the Broncos is another stab at it. Yeah, but why? It's like why don't you just be bad? Just go be bad for a few years. Get a chance to draft a quarterback and just take him. Like what are you doing? Like what is happening there? It's a disaster. It's a disaster. John always a disaster. He made one good move and it's been a disaster ever since. What will come of this? I, I have no idea. Yeah, okay. Is who's better, Case Keenum and Joe Flacco? Give me Case Keenum. At least I know Case Keenum can be have some offense to his game. And, Joe and, Flacco and, would miss open Case, wide receivers. And Case Keenum, when you know everything breaks down, can he's not fast, but he can move a little bit. Yeah. Joe Flacco is a statue. Yeah. On a team with a bad offensive line and no wide receivers, they traded away Demarius Thomas, who then. Ruptured his Achilles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders ruptured his Achilles. Gordon Sutton, Sutton's interesting, but he's we don't know what he is yet. They don't have a tight end. It's Philip Lindsay, that that outstanding undrafted rookie, had a serious injury. Mm-hmm. Royce Freeman, who was supposed to be the bell cow, was overtaken by an undrafted free agent rookie. What the hell is going on in Denver? John always has no idea what he's doing. That that Joe Flacco would make sense on that team. <clears throat> Mike Munchak has Mike Munchak is now the offensive line coach of the Denver Broncos. He's got a work cut out for him. Oh yeah. All right. Good luck with Joey Flacco. Yeah. Because it is not not gonna be funny. Actually, speaking of Mike Munchak and the Pittsburgh connection, funny how that all works out, isn't it? Funny how it all works out. All right. Here we go. This whole situation with Antonio Brown, Ben Roethlisberger, Mike Tomlin, the Roonies, the fucking GM. Kevin Colbert. Kevin Colbert. The organization, the team, the whole thing is pure insanity. Okay? Pure insanity. Okay? What's going on, Andrew? I honestly have no fucking clue. What's going on in Steelers land? (sighs) You know what? 
I would love to sit down with some of these guys and ask what's happening in your head. Or, or on your head. What's going on? Or on, on your face, on actually. On your face. Like, what is happening? The blonde mustache. Okay. You want to talk about vibe. The, Okay, look. You know, you want to talk about the Madden Christian and someone pretty fucking hard? Okay, it is him, <laughs> Antonio Brown, right square in the face. <laughs> everything was perfectly fine until he got this fucking Madden oh, cover. And everything has gone downhill since. Okay? So, in case you haven't heard... Antonio Brown had requested, has requested, officially requested a trade from the Pittsburgh Steelers. And now the Pittsburgh Steelers say that they're going to grant him his request and let him go. And they're going to make a trade. Now, there are a couple things here. One, from the Pittsburgh Steelers side. A, you are not going to get the value you think you're going to get. No. Okay. There's only one Dallas Cowboys. Exactly. And they've already, well, actually, hold on. Could call Jerry Jones. You could. You know he would do something stupid to but get Antonio Brown. First round pick this year, so yeah. But next year, it's Jerry Jones. Oh, but other other than Jerry, other than Jura, like you have to, you know, if you can convince out of the Arizona Cardinals, that's a that's a fun division to be in with Josh Rosen and Kyler Murray as your quarterback. But Pittsburgh Steelers, okay. Let me level with you for a little bit. I'm gonna level with everybody, okay. You need Antonio Brown. You not only need Antonio Brown to win football games, you need Antonio Brown to help you win Super Bowls. Okay? Because you are the most talented. You are one of the most talented teams in football. There is no denying that on the offensive side of the ball. You have a Hall of Fame quarterback. You are a future Hall of Famer, Antonio Brown. Okay? Like, the connection you guys have is like, you had a 1,000 plus yards last year. You like were one of the top touchdown guys in the league. Like everything, he had ten plus again. Didn't yeah, he? he had ten plus again. Like with Antonio Brown. Look, is it bad that he's hanging out with Chad Johnson? Because it's starting to look like this is becoming an issue. No one is denying Antonio Brown's talent here and his skill level, okay, or his compete because Antonio Brown works. He puts in the work to make sure that he's the best wide receiver in football. But that's what great wide receivers do. I'm sure Julio does it. I'm sure DeAndre uh, DeAndre Hopkins does it. You know, I'm sure even Adam Thielen puts in the work. <laughs> Just throwing You have to there. put the work in, though. Yeah. You don't get that good unless you do. And on the Pittsburgh side, you need him. Okay, yes, you have Juju, and Juju's a very young, talented wide receiver, upcoming in the game, had another career year. But you don't have – it's not like last year where it was like, oh, it's okay to let Martavis Bryant go, where you ha- you know you have Juju. You don't know what James Washington is, if he can handle being the second wide receiver, or if there's anyone in this draft that can handle being a number two wide receiver in the NFL. You also are about to lose one of, if not – Probably Todd Gurley is the best running back in the NFL, but you're losing a top three running back. Yeah. You're going to lose a top three receiver. And your quarterback's going to get a year older. And when it's in the 35 to 36 range, a year older is a big fucking deal. Don't tell that to Tom Brady. So. <laughs> Sorry. Fucking Tom versus time. Yeah. Fucking avocado ice cream. <laughs> fucking avocado <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> but if you lose Le'Veon Bell. And Antonio Brown, Ben Roethlisberger is getting a year older. 
you really got to start to look in the mirror as to what this team is at that point and what it's going to be going forward. Because if you lose A.B., Le'Veon Bell, and then Ben gets old, some things are happening. Yeah. Oh, and a transition's happening at that point. I know. Because unless, unless you got Aaron Rodgers sitting there, and that's only happened once. Where you've gone from one great quarterback directly to a second. That's only happened. I'm trying to think. Other than Favre to Rodgers. Has that ever happened in the history of football? To go one quarterback directly to another and continue success. The Raiders? Who to who, though? Stabler or Plunkett? <sighs> Maybe. And Plunkett wasn't even a draft pick of theirs. Plunkett was a first-round pick of the, the Patriots. If I'm not mistaken, that that's the only time really a transition from one to one because Seattle's never had it. Uh, New York Giants have never had it. The Jets have never had it. The Bills, I guess the Colts, but that was but they they had to, they had to have the tankier first, right? They had to they had to, tank they had to first. lose Peyton. Peyton had to have the neck injury, not play for the whole year. That was the for them way. to get Andrew Luck. So it's not even the same where you just. The One next year the starts, and you have the, the guy it's, take over. It's so right? rare. It's it's like the most rare thing in the world. But Think about that. Like you could pull up one name, and that's from what the seventies, Plunkett. Yeah, and he wasn't even a draft pick of the. No, but that's exactly like, like that's, 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 that's fucking. That's just it's trying to hammer home the point of. Yeah, that does not oh, happen. Hang on, sorry, I, I know one, Montana to Young. But Young also wasn't a pick of the of the forty nine. And you got rid of Montana. And you got rid of Montana like, in a real kind of messy way. Yeah. Which the it, that actually is almost what the Patriots sound like they tried to do with Tom Brady last year. Exactly Jimmy what G. they tried to do. Don't tell Tom that. Don't don't tell Patriots fans that though. You can tell Bill that because Bill will probably just be Bill, like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, I yeah, tried." Was. If you get him alone in a room off the record, you. I don't him, even think. I honestly, I don't even think it takes that much. Yeah. I think you just have to ask Bill. But yeah, is this on the record? Or are you going to turn back and have this gum up in my face? No. no. Okay, this is what happened. I tried to get rid of Gronk. I tried to get rid of Brady. I tried to make the transition. I tried to go young and I got fucked. But anyways, <laughs> and then I won a title anyways. Yolo. Yolo. Um, but the Pittsburgh Steelers need Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown needs the Pittsburgh Steelers because. You know, this is a two-way street, is a, which doesn't happen a, very often is, in football. Exactly. And Antonio Brown, if you want to remember some of the quarterbacks that you've had throw you the ball, other than Ben Roethlisberger, I'll go down the list for you because I know the list. Byron Leftwich, Brad Goskowski, uh, Charlie Batch. My boy Michael Vick. Michael Vick. Joshua Dobbs. What's your boy? Did what you the, say him right what, off the hop? Oh my god, what the hell's his name? Landry Jones. Landry Jones, that's it. That's <laughs> I was at that game. That Landry Jones gave me it's at the Patriots. Worst fucking investment ever. There was nothing going to Antonio Brown. Okay. If you think that the Pittsburgh Steelers are just gonna people are like, oh, he'd be a fit on the 49ers and he's gonna be a fit. Do you think the Pittsburgh Steelers are actually gonna trade him to a team of value? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. They're going to stick him on an island, a desert island. Here, go to Miami. What are the Figure out things? the quarterback what that's going to throw One of the favorite you. things I saw was, is Antonio Brown, Randy Moss 2.0, where someone actually worked about how he was going to end up with the Patriots. Yeah. In what world do you Patriots think that trade fan? happens? Was it a Patriots fan thinking of this, conjuring up these deals? Because I can tell you something, Bill Belichick wouldn't take this shit. 
No, that's the best part about that one specifically is there is a 0% chance that the Pittsburgh Steelers would trade him to the New England Patriots and there is a there's a there's a negative percent chance that Bill Belichick would yeah. deal with his yeah. shit. Like he's going to Like Randy Moss shut up for a year. Yeah. And so, it worked. Chris Carter had a fun point and he said something funny. He said, "If you think Pittsburgh's cold, it's colder in Buffalo." Imagine him going to play in Buffalo with a rookie, oh, basically a rookie quarterback. Josh Allen. Oh, like, man. All three men, because they're men. Tony Brown, Mike Tomlin, and Ben Roethlisberger need to be put in a room together, so, locked from the outside. Okay. I just And they need to have a conversation about everything. See, you're, you're the Steelers fan here. Yes. Does it not seem to you, as an outsider looking at this... They're the fucking Kardashians, bro. Something's wrong. Oh, no, I know something's wrong. I don't know what it is. I wish I knew what it was. I, w- I wish. something. There's something sour and, and in like, the milk. There's been stories that Ben is not the easiest person to get along with his entire career. There's been stories like that about Bell. Mm-hmm. There's been stories like that about Brown. There's been weird stories, even though this is a team that has had three coaches in, what, 60 years? Yeah. 50, maybe. It might actually be 60 now that I'm trying to think back to it. But it's probably like 50. About 60 years. I think 69 was Chuck Knoll's first year. To go from Knoll to Cower. To Tomlin. To Tomlin. And Tomlin hasn't signed his extension. Tomlin has been offered an extension. That's, That's what I mean. Like, something. I don't know what it is. But for a model organization like that, because it's funny, this kind of happened with the Patriots last year. There was the Malcolm Butler thing, Mm -hmm. Tom, Jimmy Garoppolo, Gronk, we don't know what's going on. And that shit got stomped out quickly. Yeah. In season, it was ended, it was quiet, everyone talked to the media and said everything was fine. They lost the Super Bowl, came back and won one, and this year you didn't hear any of that shit. And they struggled at points this year. They lost five road games. That's, But you know what I mean? Yeah. But we didn't talk about it. But with Pittsburgh, this has been around now for two seasons. Yeah. Two years. There's been, there's, been, there's been issues, but now there's been two years of flat-out problems. I don't know. There's something, something smells off. No, something's off. And here's the thing. Like, I could be the Pittsburgh fan that comes in and says... We went. We had Santonio Holmes. We traded him. We went to Mike Wallace. Mike Wallace too. When they got rid of Mike Wallace, I always said we have Antonio Brown. We have Emmanuel Sanders. We'll be okay. I don't worry. Now we have Juju, and I really like Juju. And I think Juju is going to be a great player. I think Juju is fine and all, but I don't know. But I don't know what else is there. Juju might just be a perfect number two. Yeah, a guy that can put up a lot of numbers, mm-hmm. but isn't the carry yeah. your team yeah. wide receiver. So Pittsburgh. Antonio Brown, work this shit out. Let's none of this none of this crap anymore. I'm tired of it. As a Pittsburgh fan, I'm tired of the fucking drama. I didn't sign I, I didn't sign up to be a Pittsburgh fan for drama. Okay, you know what drama I want? I want to drive to win a Super Bowl drama. <laughs> I don't want drama of fucking off the field shit. I don't want your hair to be blue, and I don't want your fucking mustache to be yellow or whatever <laughs> fuck color it is now. Figure it out. Get your shit sorted. 
Let's make this fucking thing work out. You guys need each other. At the end of the day, both need each other because Tony Brown, you could end up in Buffalo. You could end up anywhere. You could end up having balls thrown to you by Kyler Murray, who can't even see over his offensive line. That's how quickly the NFL can change. Work it out. Let's be grown-ups about this. Let's try and fucking compete for a Super Bowl because I'm tired of the drama. Tired of the fucking you're noise. Also getting really end, really yeah. close to the end. I know. Trust me, I know. I know. I hate it. Disgusting. <laughs> Figure this shit out. But I hope when the next conversation I have about this is about they've come to fucking being adults about this shit. Tired of it. And then on top of all this, I think we kind of have to mention that aside from all the normal bullshit that Antonio Brown, like the hilarious stuff, like the dyeing his beard and not showing up to practice and Mm -hmm. all this other shit. There's some other more serious issues following him around right now. There's the fact that he may or may not, he may have allegedly thrown something off a, I think, what was it, like a seventh floor balcony and almost hit someone. And now, most recently, there's allegations of abuse, domestic violence coming out. This is getting ugly quick. So there's some issues in Steeler land that need to be addressed. Yeah. Let's button shit up a little bit, please. Let's get a little button up. Maybe even buy a new fucking button up. How about that? How about that? We buy a new button up. But anyways, this has been the Last Word Podcast. We appreciate you listening on, I can't even speak, appreciate you listening wherever it might be on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Whatever Anchor, your Google. Whatever favorite podcatcher is. Mm-hmm. Hit subscribe. We would appreciate you if you subscribed. We do these things weekly. We hope you enjoy them. Maybe drop a review, Maybe a little five a star. Yeah, just let us know how you feel. But uh, until next time, I'm Angelo Lippa. I'm Steve Artabello. And we hope you enjoy all the world of sports, the weekend, and... Button your shit up, kids. See ya. Mother tried to run away from home, but I left something in the car, and so I caught her in the driveway. And she cried to me, so I cried too. And my stomach was soaking wet, she only fired two. And 40 that was all before I showed up and brought a thousand dollars worth of drinks and got pulled up. Damn, my reality just set in. And even when the phantoms.